Okay. I think we're going live. And yes, we are live now. It's interesting. Facebook has made uh, updates, a lot of the stuff, in order to make it more difficult. Uh, and you're never really quite sure when you're on. But nevertheless, we're on. We're live. We're well. Hope everybody's doing okay. Hope everybody, all our friends, both in this country and worldwide, are doing okay and everybody's safe and everything. It's um, a little past the middle of March. Today's March 24th. Um, next week we reach April. Though I read in the paper, I heard secondhand that it's going to get cold again next week. So don't put your winter coats away just yet if you're on the East Coast. But um, spring can't be far away. And uh, daylight savings time, at least in the afternoon, makes things seem like uh, it's a whole lot better because it's a whole lot lighter out. So anyway, let me uh, just go through a few things, just a couple updates. One thing, if you look at the face, the front page of CT is us, and it'll be there for another few minutes, I guess. The top thing is a picture of the first Emmy scanner. Lily's in London, and she went to the Science Museum, and there it is. She, you can fly from Baltimore to London, but you can't get away from CT, is what this proves. And um, it's a very nice uh, look at the first CT scanner. Kind of looks uh, more like a barbershop uh, with the way that the chair is made and the way you stick your head in there. It looks like something I see all the time when I go for a haircut, but um, nevertheless, it's something worthwhile looking at. And uh, um, when we finish this talk, this talk will go to the top of the list and that will go down somewhere wherever it was uh, put in there. But you can see it there. I think Lily put it on uh, Twitter and probably Instagram, so it's still there. So it wouldn't, will not be far. That's one thing. The other thing big this weekend, we put up some announcements earlier, and we put up some links, is NVIDIA is having their users meeting, and because it's still remote, it was free, usually it costs thousands of dollars. So you can go to our website, or you can go to the NVIDIA site, or just Google in NVIDIA, uh, their GPX meeting, and um, you can go to a lot of lectures. A lot of them are medical-oriented, probably 25 or more percent. Um, and some of them are for uh, people like us. Uh, there's a lot of things that are way above all of us. It's really for computer scientists. But I think that um, there's a lot of really good stuff that I think would benefit all of us to look at. Um, the other thing is that he picked one thing to look at. The CEO of NVIDIA, Jensen Wang, um, gave his state of the art, which was spectacular, where things are going, what they're doing, but where the whole field is going. Uh, that's really good. Uh, we also posted an interview he had with Yahoo, which kind of distills a little bit what he said. There's also an interview with Kramer, which distills what he said. But probably if you really want to get a feel of everything, listen to his talk, put a little more than an hour aside, and then it gives you a lot to think about because obviously his talk is not a medical talk. Uh, it's all NVIDIA is doing on the deep learning platforms and the metaverse and everything else. But you can get a really good feel of where things are going. And you can also understand that although it seems at times the medicine is way behind, which yes it is, uh, I won't surprise anybody by saying that, but I can say that um, we hopefully will catch up. They did some introduction of new products for AI in medicine which will help things as well. But I think more importantly, it's always good to look at what other fields are doing. I always have said from our earliest days of 3D that we looked at 3D, we copied it from the movies or we copied it from uh, 
other fields that use 3D entertainment and the like. And so it's very important for us in medicine to not really worrying about discovering the wheel, I think, or rediscovering the wheel. It's really copying what other people are doing or taking what other people are doing oh so well and moving into our own domain. So I think domain transfer, move stuff over, do that is a really good way of making things happen very quickly. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Let's see, I'll say hello to people. Meg Fines, hey Meg from New Jersey now. John Biacchino for calling us from Timonium. John's one of our senior techs. Monteverdi, I think he's in Nepal. And Kim Lata, I don't know where she is. But um, uh, we do appreciate every, everyone being here. We are putting a lot of new stuff on CTSS. You kind of recognize the lectures, updating of the protocols, and um, a whole bunch of new things. Uh, one thing in terms of updating the protocols, uh, one of the things that was updated was the protocol for multiple myeloma. Now, uh, the classic way of looking at myeloma patients would be whole body plane films. And you get everything from the skull to the extremities to the spine, a lot of films to look at. Now, um, what people have done, they're trying to get one exam to look at everything. And so, um, things that you are seeing are whole body MR, you're seeing whole body PET scanning, and now you're seeing CT scanning. And CT is one of the things that's recommended. Whole body CT with dual energy CT is really one of the ways to go. It's a bit cheaper than an MR, and with the dual energy, you could accentuate for the presence of lytic lesions. Remember, myeloma is where we look at lytic lesions. Now, just some um, things you can review, the NCCN, National Comprehensive Cancer Network, guidelines are very good, and they recommend CT or if not MR. So that's a very good, way, it's a very good place to read about uh, some of the new changes. And again, our protocols online will have that in there. Myeloma is the second most common hematologic malignancy and characterized by bone marrow infiltration. So we took a monoclonal gammopathy and again, um, it can involve every bone. Some people present with a single lytic lesion, maybe a collapsed vertebral body with compression of the cord. Some people present with anemia. Some people present with back pain. Some people have literally the whole skeleton seemingly involved in the presentation. Others um, will get extensive lesions over time. So it's one of the challenges of looking and making a diagnosis, often it'll be made uh, by the blood, occasionally bone marrow. Bone disease is the most frequent disease-related symptom of myeloma, with over 90% of the patients developing bone lesions throughout the course of their disease. As I mentioned, plain radiographs were the way to go in the beginning, though the accuracy of plain radiographs is somewhat challenging, particularly for subtle lesions. I mentioned MR, I mentioned PET, and now, of course, CT scanning is considered to be the most sensitive modality for detecting small osteolytic bone lesions under five millimeters. Now you can do low-dose CT and low-dose dual-energy CT for doing that as well. It is kind of difficult cases to look at only because even when you do CT, if you're doing head-to-toe, you're looking at a lot of reconstructions, you're looking at a lot of information. So it's... Um, it's important that we do have some help. I think one of the things where you're gonna see AI come in 
is really in that regard. AI is being done, I think AI Doc or Zebra or both have FDA approval for looking and detecting uh, spinal fractures uh, on regular abdominal and chest CTs. So they surely have some stuff that will be good for myeloma. The question, of course, with myeloma, it's an older patient's disease. When you have big lytic lesions, it's very easy, but when it's just osteopenic, it's more of a challenge because the question then is, am I dealing with osteoporosis in a patient or osteopenia, or am I dealing with myeloma? Sometimes it's a really hard diagnosis without looking at the blood work. So that becomes very, very important to really be able to do that. In terms of myeloma, when you look at vertebral bodies, again, diffuse osteopenia is common, but it's these punched out lesions that are most classic. Sometimes you will see with minor trauma or no trauma, vertebral bodies collapsing and wedging just because they're so osteopenic. Even the most minimal trauma or just the sheer force of weight bearing can be problematic in that regard. With some of the newer treatments for myeloma, I think what is promising is that we can use a CT uh, for following patients and looking for response. And I think that becomes very, very important. Um, th there are a whole bunch of new treatments with myeloma. Obviously things like um, bone marrow transplants are common. Certain chemotherapies are very common. Um, the uh, the issue with um, some of the, the problems with myeloma just really relate to secondary infection. Uh, and these patients, once they become immunosuppressed, they really are really challenging. But there are some new agents coming along uh, for doing that. Um, there, there are some drugs that have been uh, fast-tracked by the FDA for the same reason to really uh, look carefully at, uh, at what you could do better. There are websites, if, if you wanna know about myeloma, you can look at, uh, uh, there's a number of different uh, patient advocate websites, but I think good material also comes out of places like Hopkins, MD Anderson, the Cleveland Clinic, Mayo Clinic, all have a lot written on their website. And there's a lot of work, as I mentioned, from the NCCCN about some of the newest uh, things. There's a lot going on in terms now also of trying to categorize myeloma, which is also known as plasma cell myeloma. You also can see soft tissue masses. So there's a, a range of presentations. As I mentioned, bone pain is probably the most common, but things like anemia, renal failure, proteinuria, hypercalcemia are all other features. Um, one problem, of course, because of the leukopenia is patients get infection. Patients can get plasmocytomas, which are isolated soft tissue masses, which can progress to myeloma. So a very, very important diagnosis and something very important to think about. There was always a question, could you give IV contrast to patients with myeloma? There was concern it would put them in renal failure. Uh, patients with myeloma can have renal failure but if the patient has normal renal function, there's no problem giving IV contrast. Um, so that's not going to be an issue, okay? So I don't think that's much of a problem. If you're only looking for the bone involvement, you don't need IV contrast there. You just need low-dose CT if you want to, 
or regular dose CT and just take a look at that. Um, one of the things that people have thought about with PET scanning is maybe use PET if you want to figure out what lesion to biopsy, but that in this case of myeloma has not proven to be that helpful. And I think a CT alone or MR is typically good enough to make the right diagnosis. Again, following uh, patients is a challenge as well, lots of films to look at. There is a lot of work with uh, genomics and gene sequencing, trying to find different subtypes of myeloma and treat them aggressively. So I think there is a lot going on. Um, and there are some new drugs coming along by, diff by several different companies. So I think myeloma is a bad disease, but I think patients are indeed doing better and better and better. Um, there are some other articles I, I've looked at a whole bunch of things. Um, the, the idea, and I'll just go back to the PET-CT, uh, people have had some good results. Um, here's just a, a quote from an article at present. PET-CT with 18F FDG, FDG is recognized as a useful tool for management of patients with myeloma, both in the diagnostic phase and the assessment of response to therapy and in the prognostic stratification of patients. However, the method is not free from some limitations, and for this reason, several alternative PET tracers have been studied for the detection of myeloma. Uh, some of these, such as 18F-choline or 11C-choline, have had promising results, but very small populations, so really not ready for prime time. So I think uh, you will see lot, there's lots of work going on and not just in the U.S., there's work going on all around the world, um, looking at ways of optimizing and uh, doing things better. So I think that's, um, that it probably is, is a good summary of things. So um, there are a few good articles, AJR Radiology, you can look up, uh, you know, the bone uh, evaluation with CT with dual energy. That's kind of a good thing to take a look at. Um, so any, if anyone has any questions, let me see who else. Uh, Carlos Espinoza signed in. Uh, just um, to all our friends also who are watching, I know for a lot of people this is a, a spring break week. The next couple of weeks are for different people. To everybody who matched in radiology or whatever else you matched in this past Friday, congratulations. I know it was a busy year, a lot of matching. Radiology was very difficult to get into. Uh, it's kind of funny, maybe it's just coincidental, but the one field that had the most openings was ER medicine, and one only has to wonder, you know, the ER has been catastrophic in terms of, maybe words not catastrophic, the ER has taken a lot of the brunt of the COVID epidemic. Patients were showing up by the droves there, they had to triage patients. The ER docs worked incredibly, incredibly hard. It was the most stressful of times, and I think med students who survived through it probably said, well, I'm not sure if there's another COVID, I wanna be in that ER setting. So, uh, but I'm sure they got enough people and um, ER medicine is obviously very, very important to everybody, very important to radiology. And as radiologists, we work very closely with the ER docs. So uh, their pain will affect us as well, but I'm sure they got enough people and I'm sure, um, I'm sure things are uh, gonna go great in that regard. So if there's no questions, let me see. I'll stop there. Uh, if anyone has any good ideas for next time, let us know. 
Um, we are working away at new lectures. We're working on some stuff for TikTok, believe it or not. We're gonna do the 60 second uh, pearls, something a little bit different than things we've done before. But I look forward to doing that and I look forward to seeing all of you back here next time. And with that, have a great day.